That episode kind of blew. Yeah, the episode uh, blew hard. Uh, hello, welcome to Blossom Buddies. Are you recording? Yep. All right, then. Uh, hello, welcome to Blossom Buddies. This is Craig and Jason and our weekly podcast about Blossom, and we are buddies. We are buddies. My name is Jason. Welcome to our weekly podcast about Blossom. Um, I feel like this episode, we're not going to... There was about 15 minutes of singing in it. Uh, yeah, 10 minutes. Three, three musical numbers. So, like... The middle one was pretty short, though. That's true. But the, but the other one, two were, like, full songs. Full songs. So, before we get to that, I feel like we can basically just talk about whatever we want. Um, I'd like to throw down a shout-out to uh, my pal April. She is on the cover of this beer here. This Great nice. Lakes Brewery beer. April and who? Uh, April and Gruff, Griff. Griff. Oh, nice. I think... I think they created it. I, this, okay. It says, this is April. That is Griff. They brewed this beer together just for something to do on a Saturday back in May. They had a good time with lots of laughs. That's the, that's the whole shit. Nice. And how is it? Well, it's funny you should ask because uh, I'm going to test it live here on the show for our video. Test oh yeah. A lot of that was for, had of it. a lot of that was for our video viewers. So um, if you're watching this on video, who knows if it'll ever get, posted but if you're listening to this here we go yeah oh you got real dark for a second there uh, you know what it's delightful yeah you know what else i think uh both our internet is doing pretty well this week i no cut it i actually um so tech savvy finally came and replaced the wire from the from the line to the house and it's been pretty good ever since i got uh, nine nine megabytes a second down consistently for a whole game download for I, <laughs> I downloaded nice. Fallout seventy six again for a PC. Okay, uh, I started it up last night. Intended to play about ten minutes to see what it was like. It's oh, that completely... didn't happen. You played for like five hours. I played for two hours because okay. it was already like two in the morning. But it's a different game. It feels like a Fallout. There's human NPCs, and when you talk to them, you can actually make choices again, like traditional Fallout. Okay. So I was able to lie. You can use your charisma checks. You can use your intelligence checks. So after I got through the first little bit, it did go back to that mission where you go and talk to the robots and there's that little town. But there's humans that haven't inhabited that area now. Interesting. So it's like a follow game. So I'm addicted. And uh, if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, you know right at the turn of the, uh, the decade, right at New Year's, I said I was going to beat a game, move on to the next game. Uh, since the since I got a lap, new laptop, gaming PC, and a fucking pandemic hit the earth, and I've just been inside, I'm playing about five games simultaneously. So of course, it's bad maybe, to happen. Maybe 2021 is the year that I beat a game and move on. Um, yeah, my uh, TV and PlayStation and and stereo are still not hooked up, so I'm playing very little. Uh, I still haven't really turned on my Switch, but I'm still still technically playing Final Fantasy two for NES. I can't believe it. I can't I believe you're that. playing that game. I haven't played since last week. So technically I'm still playing because I haven't given up entirely, but it's been like eight or nine days since I played it. That being said, I'll probably play a little after this. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll try that. Uh, the leveling up trick. I'd, uh, I'd look it up. I know I explained it, but I don't know how well it works based on my explanation. That's a good point. And also on the original Nintendo. Uh, but that, yeah, I mean, I'll that's where it up. came from. So I would like to take a moment again before we get started to uh, display this beer that I'm drinking. It's by Innocent Gun. It's barrel aged, and it is their beer titled Blood Red Sky, and it is made in uh, rum barrel, and it's six point eight percent. It's Holy very shit. sweet. 
yeah, yeah, it tastes like like rum beer, I guess. Like it has a blood red sky sets a scene, warm Caribbean sand, flickering candles, cold beer, and anticipation of the night to come. From this place came the inspiration for this brew. Jamaican rum barrels meet Scottish red beer in an explosion of cool, spicy rum notes, vanilla, and fresh fruit. It's delightful. I like. Sounds great to me. I would enjoy that beer. A nice six point eight. This one's only. Uh, this one's only four point eight, which is pretty standard. So it's close to a regular beer, but it's well, it's Jason. A, if I may, before we go on, I just finished <laughs> that beer, and now I'm drinking this Granville Island Watermelon Lager. It is only 5%, but it is, I think, bigger than the other beer. You know, when Blossom Buddies moves on from Blossom and uh, we do this podcast is 22 minutes, we should also start a, a beer podcast where we just drink different beers and get fucking tanked uh, on podcast and talk about good. the issues and talk about beer. Yeah. Um, this get is real a real drunk and talk about the issues. <laughs> talk about the beer first when we're coherent. Then yeah. when we're incoherent, we talk about the issues. Donald Trump is a bitch. <laughs> i mean that's true now that okay so that podcast should come we should record two podcasts a night so we'll do this podcast that's 22 minutes and then once we've been drinking for a little bit then we do the second podcast perfect perfect nice. i love it that's good and at some point in time i'll be responsible and be a father to my child eh. mm. you got plenty of time for that that beer it's pretty good yeah, it's kind of watermelony. I like a watermelon sour. This is not a sour. It's just watermelon lager. Not bad. Very light on the watermelon, but you can taste it. Nice. So this Shall we first, talk about Blossom? This is the first segment of the show now where we just get fucking tanked up and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'd like to show you, if I can, uh, the next beer I've opened. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have six beers open simultaneously right now, and I'm going to run them all down. There's I've actually a virtual a... beer tasting this yep. week. I've made a custom uh, beer helmet that will hold six cans and six straws and funneled into one mouth. I watched that new uh, Eric Andre stand-up special, Legalize Everything. It's pretty funny. There it is, but pretty he good. does a bit where he's like, you know those beer helmets? I want a cocaine helmet. <laughs> and uh, then he yells a whole bunch because that's kind of a shtick. Yeah, I think a cocaine helmet would make you yell a bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then die. <laughs> and then die because you'd have like two pounds of cocaine here and then yeah. Ah! that'd be an expensive uh habit yeah well when I you're wonder, in hollywood i mean yeah speaking of hollywood welcome to the episode this is season three episode 14 entitled, entitled ruby. ruby 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 you know that ruby. song ruby 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 soho destination unknown by the uh rancid and the rancids i was gonna say the clash and then pulled an audible at the last minute yeah it's the call. rancids this episode like was rancids. written by bill richmond who yep. has done a number of episodes before and of course directed by bill bixby the not two from scrubs not from nope, scrubs. not that is bill lawrence yep. and he is remember that whole thing awesome. yeah, like three weeks ago that was embarrassing sure, it sure was sure was um Chihuahua. We open on this episode, and Nick is, insinuates that Vinny's a monkey. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so Blossom is making lunch for, for Vinny, and Nick's all like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm making lunch for Vinny. And he's like, ah, I wish I'd given him this banana. They love bananas. <laughs> I, yeah, so. Uh, at least he's white. Like, this if, is if still, he had said that against still racial undertones because I feel like he wants to call Vinny a thug. Yeah. And we all well, know. didn't call him a porch monkey. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask you to censor that, too. Um, I might do that. Fuck. 
Uh, I yes. didn't call anyone that word. You didn't call anyone that word, but you said you said the word, and I don't want to get canceled. It's, it's true. Hard okay, time. Hard times are it. there for, for, for. It's hard pants. times for us, us white people. No, you're gonna have nope. to censor that too. I mean, <laughs> you gotta you gotta be careful. Can't say it's the hard joke. times for white people. Oh, the joke. Can't say it. It's called the joke. It's called sarcasm. I don't know if this podcast is going to work out if you don't understand my sarcasm. Okay, fair enough. I mean, we're already in it for 60 episodes. Um, <laughs> Wasn't yeah. last week the 50th episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, that's, that's, okay, we're almost to episode 100. Yeah. Next okay. week will be episode 100. All right, we, buy, we have to both make an effort to understand each other's jokes, I think. That's true. I just we're going to last as a podcast. I just, need, uh, I just need to not get canceled this week. Just the, the one more week of not being canceled, and then we've made it. I've been Basin. watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and honestly, I don't know how they got away with some of that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I have to watch. What season are you in? I just started season nine. Okay. I am still in season one because the show makes me very uncomfortable, more uncomfortable than funny. It's just Seinfeld. It's just but it's not nearly Seinfeld as funny as Seinfeld. Yeah. It's like if, you, if there's a balance of awkwardness and comedy... Curb Your Enthusiasm is like way towards the awkwardness side. And it's funny. I'm not saying it's not funny, but there's there needs to be a balance. And that show is unhinged. He's like all four of the sign pals at the same time. Mm-hmm. He's like all of them at once. So anyway, Blossom uh, is supposed to have an interview at Harvard, but she's not going to go. She's not going to go because she wants to stay near Vinny. Yeah, and, Nick, uh, Nick blows his top. Blow, Nick blows his top. He's also He also makes reference to the fact that he's still pissed off about the fact that Blossom and Vinny are together. And I mean, they've been together for months now. Yeah, and they, he has not been pissed off about it since like that first episode. Yeah, and Vinny has only proven that he's a good guy. Yep. I don't know what else he needs to do besides like take his leather jacket off. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, move jacket to the watch. right side of the track. <laughs> jacket watch. Vinny's still wearing his leather jacket. It's true. Which Blossom did wear one time. That's true. Um, so Nick's not happy about Blossom uh, sacrificing her future to live near Vinny when he could come visit her or whatever. Yeah, and she it, she wants to go to UCLA, which is like super close to where they're at. And I mean, there's no Harvard. Could, she could still go to Stanford, which is in LA. Or yep. was it in California, right? It's in so, California. It's not that far. Like it's not like Boston. Baston. Yeah, that's across the whole. That's a country away, basically. Yep. Not in the same state. Boston is not in California, unlike LA and what? Stanford. Are you sure? Sure. They didn't Unless teach us anything them. about the USA in in uh, elementary school. They so never taught know. us in school that that California has an Ontario in it. Really? So, like, there's Ontario CA, which means Ontario, Canada, or there's Ontario CA, which means Ontario, California. Yeah. That's confusing. There's a Hollywood, Florida, and there's a Hollywood, California, too. There's so. a Disneyland, California, and Disney World, uh, Florida. And Dis- Euro Disney, which I'm pretty sure got shut down, which was in France, it, I believe? It's been canceled. Yeah, I believe so. I believe it was in, in France. And there's a Japanese Disney, and there's a Japanese Nintendo Land that's supposed to be opening. Yeah. I've seen pictures of it. It looks like they jammed it into a city block. It's kind of kind of awkward looking. That's crazy. You know what? I like Canada's Wonderland. It's up there in Vaughn with lots of space. Yeah, it's true. Lots of lots of. I've only been there once. Oh man! It was it was a magical day. It was grade nine. I was on my grade nine trip. I'm from Halifax originally. You know that if you were my friend or listened to the show. Um, and we came to Ontario, and I went to Canada's Wonderland, and I rode the flume about twelve times in a row. 
Nice. Because I did some of the bigger rides, but I'm kind of afraid. I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to uh, those kinds oh, of things. Because I'm very excited for the new roller coaster that, uh, of course, we didn't go on last summer while my wife was pregnant. Why not? Uh, and then this summer, it's uh, not open. But they have that new that roller coaster that's like an actual 90 degree drop, and that actually goes underground. Like it's taller than it looks. Pass. I can't. Card pass. I don't even know what it's called. It's been two years now. My wife. My wife. Went on the um, so at the on the stratosphere in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's a hotel that has it's like a tower. It kind of looks like the CN Tower. Um, at the top, they have like fair rides, which are nightmarish. She on rode all of them. It, that's crazy. Yes. So one of them was like a one of them was like a like a tilt a whirl kind of a thing that went mm-hmm. like with an arm, and then you're like dangling. It goes out over like the swings, and then the you're, the swings go outward. Kinda, yeah. yeah. Because there's one of those at Wonderland, and I went on that uh, last time I was there two years ago, and it freaked me out. Like, I do not like heights. Roller coasters I'm fine with because they, like, they move very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm only up high for a brief period of time, and it's really that first drop that's the scariest part, and it's very exciting. But, like, that's pretty much over, and then you're zooming around, and the ride's done 20 seconds later. But this swing that just brings you up, like, 200 feet in the air, you're just dangling. You just see nothing but a free fall below you. You yeah, can see they, the CN Tower out. It yeah. goes, oh, yeah, it was kind of like that. But the one that fucked me up that she rode was it was about it was about 40 feet long. And it's just a roll like a four person roller coaster cart. It just goes like that, like uh, just moves forward over the edge of the of the, the roof of the stratosphere. Oh, God. So you're like, uh, like it stops. And then it stops hanging over the edge. Yeah. That's and insane. I was, I was I like, never. I would die. I was also like drunk too. Like, <laughs> I can do certain things when I'm drunk that I can't like watch. I can watch a full on horror movie when I'm drunk sober fucking no. Thank you. Those kinds of rides are in that sort of realm. And I was wasted because we were in Las Vegas and I was like, fuck that. I am not getting on that ride. No chance. I remember when I went uh, when I was lifeguarding, a few of us went to wonderland. This would have been 16, 17 years ago. And we went on the drop zone, which is that one that just brings you up like 23 stories or whatever. And then it, drops you and uh when we were waiting in line i'm like oh guys like this is gonna be great we should all go do like the bungee jumping one after this nope as soon as i got up there and drop zone i was like fuck bungee jumping yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm never, never bungee be... jumping i'm not comfortable with this thing that i'm strapped into against the pole bungee jumping is that times 100 yeah i mean i'm bad at heights I'm bad with heights anyway uh so the drop zone would not be something i do the the one that goes through the mountain at canada's wonderland i mm-hmm. think i did that and it was fine it wasn't yeah. that scary but like i just eh, there's something about heights that i've you know it's really scary is the ghoster coaster what's the ghoster it's coaster? the scooby-doo roller coaster it's the one for like five-year-olds it's the one that that children can go on oh yeah i probably <laughs> do ghosts. okay on, there's I'd ghosts though do, i'd probably do okay on the ghoster coaster but there's ghosts and vampires and werewolves and okay, frankensteins I'm out. yeah I'm out. it's very scary it does not go fast which just gives the vampires and werewolves and Frankensteins more time to catch you. So Vinny comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vinny shows up for his lunch, and Nick's uh, all like, what are you doing here? And Blossom's like, I told you we were having lunch, you. you dick. So then Blossom and Vinny have a conversation wherein she is like, you know, I, I have this Harvard interview, but I'm going to not do it because I want to be together forever with you. And he's like, you know, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. Like, nobody in my school, nobody in my family finished high school. You can't just give up a chance like that and she's like okay fine i'll i'll, I'll do it and then he's well, like, she's like well, you, she you, says to him like if you love me you'd tell me how to go so yeah like, and then right, he's like okay fine like, 
Fuck you. Why you? Why you don't want me to go so I could stay here and be stuck here with you? And then he like right at the end of the scene he goes chicks. Yeah. Chicks. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, Blossom is truly perpetuating the stereotype uh, that he keeps mentioning that like chicks are confusing. I guess is the stereotype. Uh, because she always contradicts herself. Every scene now, I think with Vinny, she's just like, eh, it's just her playing herself. Was it, yeah. la- was it last week or maybe the week before where they had a fight and she forget what happened, but she ended up on the opposite side of the argument again, similar to this. Hey, well, she, she's a diehard for Vinny and she wants to like stand up for her feminist values. But like, she looks at him and it's like, I want to be with this fucking biker from the wrong side of the tracks forever because I'm our thief. I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a genius from the right side of the tracks. Like Blossom isn't rich by any stretch of the imagination either. She's just white, but yep. Vinny's also white. So I don't know, man, but Vinny's parents aren't musicians. So <laughs> then Blossom and six do a back and forth about the situation. And it really just boils down to them making the argument about, is it could care less or couldn't care less, which made my six does not get it. No, Blossom me... explains that phrase very well. And six doesn't get it. This whole scene made me stupider because yeah. that's that uh, that's a trope. That's a sitcom. That's a trope, drama trope. It's I've seen it a hundred times. The one that I couldn't get over was: is it uh, two peas in a pot or two peas in a pod? When it's never, I've never heard it as two peas in a pot. That makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, I think they were just looking for a second thing to argue about, and they couldn't come up with something else that people actual actually argue about. Yeah, they the should have friends. argued if it's regardless or irregardless. Yeah. That would have been way better. Irregardless isn't a word, though. I think it is. It's not. It is. It isn't. It is. It is not. It is not. (laughs) Or like flammable flammable and inflammable are both words, but they mean the same thing. What? Yep. Inflammable just means it's flammable. It's stupid. Okay, Google. What does inflammable mean? Here's the definition of inflammable. Easily set on fire. Oh, ask Google what flammable means now. Hey, Google, what does flammable mean? Here's the definition of flammable. Easily set on fire. Yep. Same exact word, except one has an extra syllable for some reason. You learn something new every day. Ask Google what uh, to define a word uh, that means not easily set on fire. Well, actually, I'm going to think we covered that. Um, Hey, Google, is irregardless a word? Start again. Hey, Google, is irregardless a word? On the website Grammarly.com, they say, irregardless means the same thing as regardless. Yes, it's a word, but major dictionaries label it non-standard. Non-standard. Ah, it's a non-standard word. Otherwise, kind of like slang, I guess. Yeah. Um, we didn't cover it because flammable and inflammable both mean easily set on fire. So what word means not easily set on fire? Oh, it's- Okay. A flame retardant. Hey yeah, Google, what the? Oh fuck! Never mind. <laughs> it's it's flare retardant. Yeah, you're right. Oh, flare re- attacking my. I know. I heard a meow during that. So we, this is a new guest on the podcast. It's cat. Hank. Your Hank, Hank cat. Hank. What? Hank the cat. Hank the cat. There he is. If you're What's on up, our, Hank, oh God, if you're watching our video, you've bitten me before. This will this will get the views. This will yeah, get the views. Like a cat. I'm dancing. Da, 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 da. He's gonna fuck and you up at any second. I was never really forgetting all the press. Okay, get out of here. You're gonna get angry. Yeah, he he's gonna fuck us. Oh yeah, he's. Oh yeah, there he goes. <laughs> is he eating your leg now? <laughs> that was my arm. 
He came into bed. I don't know if it was this morning or last night, and he just started like like attacking my arm. I was just laying there, not even pissing him off. He was just like, "You're you coming with me now?" Yeah, he wanted to. He wanted to eat breakfast. I think he gets lonely because he lives upstairs at the in-laws place and the dogs are downstairs. So he's just stuck upstairs like by himself most of the time. So I try to give him some love. Well, that's good. It's not enough. He's a good cat. I I like him, but he's only ever treated me like a garbage human, Uh, which I am. I am a garbage human. I am a piece of crap. I am a shit human perpetuating. We're we're like two peas in a pot. (laughs) So uh, Blossom goes to Buzz's apartment where he's getting wrecked up in the middle of the afternoon. He's yeah, drinking do you, a beer. Did you write down a, a Buzz kill? Because I wrote mine down right away as soon as we see his apartment or his hotel. Uh, yeah, I mean, I basically so I'll t- I'll once we get into what this episode okay. is about, I'll I'll say my Buzz kill. But if okay. you have a Buzz kill now, I'm gonna say it now because uh, Buzz's hotel room is a filthy mess. Uh, so my Buzz kill is that I would let him spiral into dementia and forget to eat and be found dead in his own filth see that i was gonna go like i started to think about it like that but i thought that was too too shitty for buzz he's been (laughs) he hasn't been that bad in recent episodes you can't you can't lighten up on him man he's been kind of helpful actually he's very helpful in this episode very helpful in this episode (laughs) except for the fact that he causes this whole episode to happen that's uh, true. We're still in the first like two minutes of the episode there's no b plot in this episode it's a it's a the b plot is sort of in well, I'll give it away. There's a fantasy sequence because it's coming up in like two seconds. Uh, the whole episode's a fantasy sequence, pretty yeah. much. So she she uh, she shows up. He's been eating pizza and drinking beer and smoking cigars. She brings a whole bunch of health food bullshit seaweed. For him. Yeah, and kelp and fucking yeah. uh, goat seed or whatever. Goat goat milk. Goat's milk, and then um, they kind of gloss over this, but he calls her Ruby, which is the name of uh, his ex-wife or his dead wife or whatever. Not dead. We find out at the end. Oh, okay. So, right. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. She lives in British Columbia. Okay. So, anyway, uh, he's like, oh, well, you kind of look like your grandmother, Ruby. Uh, you know, I, she's like, well, I'm getting kind of worried about you. You're in here and, you know, and he's like, well, let me tell you a story about the war. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, Don't worry about my mental health. Gloss I'm going to tell you a story from 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, sit down and we're going to change the camera angle to look like a soap opera. And yeah. did you notice that? That whole, when they kept flashing back to the present? It was very, like a Vaseline on the lens kind of thing. Very soft. Uh, and it was weird. But that's, again, Bill Bixby pushing his directorial limits. Yeah, exactly. Which I respect. I, what I don't respect is now the next 19 episodes, or 19 minutes of uh, this episode. <laughs> yeah, we're only like three minutes in, too. I had, I'd already written half a page, and I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those episodes that's dense. Now it fucking switches up hard. So nope. But Buzz is all like, "Oh, I fell in love with your your grandmother. It was wartime, and I found her singing at the the Juggernaut Club or whatever yep. it's called." And, and then they they do a flashback to the 1940s. Yeah, and we cut so, straight to a song number. Well, Blossom Blossom plays. We cut movie. right to my Buzzkill. Oh, nice. Uh, Buzz dies saving Private Ryan style on the uh, on the uh, Normandy shores by yeah. getting fucking blown up by a mortar so hard like blown up and he gets blown up in such a gruesome way that the soldiers coming up behind him sort of like saving private ryan see it and are traumatized and get ptsd for life yep so so he gets blown up horrifically (laughs) and it fucks up like three like young marines who are just trying to like put food on the table but they've been thrust into this war 
And now you have this exploded, disgusting carcass, viscera, blood. Now, guts, I actually thought about killing him. changed forever. I thought about killing Buzz in the war, except that if that happened, then Blossom would never be born. Uh-oh. And we wouldn't be doing this podcast. So that's why I stuck with my original one. I was like, no, I'll kill him in the present. After. Yeah, if he got killed in Normandy, I guess he would have saved us from doing this awful podcast. So. Um, yeah. So, what so was that in this, that was me enjoying my beer. Um, yeah. So Blossom plays Ruby. Vinny plays Buzz. Uh, Nick plays some, I guess, gay conductor slash British yeah. pilot. Like it's, pilot, yeah. Things really taking a left turn for, for the character Nick is playing. I forget what his name was. I it. thought it was ridiculous that all of the characters from Blossom's life, her family members all play characters in this flashback because Bl- Blossom has to be the most self-centered person ever. What are they going to do? Hire a bunch of other actors? They're going to audition everyone to play a whole episode? I mean, no, but yes, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, you have a point. I think it's... They made a decision and they went with it. And that decision makes Blossom look uh, like a narcissist, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, you're like right. What I do, like when I'm playing Final Fantasy 2, I just name all my characters, uh, either my friends or the characters from Blossom. Which is funny because now when you play the game, you probably imagine like Tony as Furion. Probably. I don't know which one's which. He's the main character. Oh, no. Tony's the one. I'm very not far into the game. Tony's the one who goes missing at the beginning. Oh, the, yeah, the fucking Gus or whatever I think yeah. his name is. That sounds about right. Or Clyde. He's got some weird, like, normal name. Clyde. Craig. Um, what was I going to So, yeah, so R- Ruby punches Buzz and then goes up and sings. Or, or maybe... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Buzz hits on her, gives her roses or whatever, and she, like, decks him. And he does that. They do, like, a really funny, like, old timey movie trope where she punches him and he goes sliding across the ground obviously oh, that was at the uh, at the end that was the next punch after the after the song oh okay yeah. buzz gets punched a lot by his soon-to-be wife well ruby's going around punching everybody she's yeah. real feminist that ruby that's true yeah she also punched uh her fiance but i'm getting ahead of us um so yeah buzz is like yeah like i, I couldn't take no for an answer and i just kept kept hitting on her but she had this other fiance and he was rich uh, and yeah, Farnsworth and Nick, sorry, Tony plays. So at this bar, they have like a, a coffee and donuts counter, I guess is what it would have been called. And I think the description pretty much describes it. Well, I, I thought he, I thought Tony was the bartender at first. He Before was the, we get to that though. Yeah. When he gets punched, he gets punched by her again or right before he gets punched again. Sorry. He says that, um, that word no doesn't, scare me scare him, yeah. and then she knocks him out and he slides across the floor and he then he's laying there in the crowd of people holding his jaw and he's like he's like ah, i'm really like starting to get through to yeah. her oh god maybe i'll date rape her later yeah oh yeah and he was playing the piano while ruby was singing she's like where's that regular piano player and he's all like yeah he went out for a smoke but really he's behind the curtain making out with six's character and who's six a cigarette girl some- Oh, cigarette girl. That's what it is. I was like, waitress, except in a really floozy kind of outfit. That was a thing cigarette, back then. Cigarette, cigarette girl. girl. Uh, so, so six or no, her name turns out to be Ethel. Ethel Mermanstein or Ethel. Yeah, that was correct. Merman. Merman. Something. Merman Jewish. something. But yeah, yeah she, she's, she's Ethel Merman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's making out with uh, the regular piano player. And then Farnsworth comes in and, oh yeah. And then Tony, he's the 
the coffee and donuts guy who is clearly a German spy, the worst German spy possible. Uh, he does some things that are very questionable in this. Uh, he hiles Hitler a couple times. I thought it was just the once. Maybe no, he does one. it at the end, too, when he's marching. Oh, okay, I missed that. I was probably uh, writing something down. I thought that was suspect, even for 1992. I don't know. I mean, he's playing a Nazi, and he's supposed to be a really bad German spy, apparently. Yeah, he says he's from Finland. First he says Iceland, and then he says... Or Iceland, and then he says he's from... Then he says he's from Finland. I'm drunk off this half beer, I gotta say. God, I have a cat. Here he comes again. Say bye, Cat watch. Cat watch. The cat's just, like, dead in the eyes today. He's just like, what is my life? Yeah. Yeah, it's been like that a lot lately. Hey, buddy. So, Joey... Joey, uh, as he often plays in fantasies, is a rocket scientist who's yep. also dumb as fuck. Yeah, he's not a very smart rocket scientist. In fact, uh, Ruby says something like, at least he's not a rocket, or I guess, oh, he's no rocket science scientist. And Nick's character is all like, hey, actually, he's a rocket scientist. Yeah, he's working on nuclear physics or whatever. And uh, I'm like, wow, this, this dude probably knows Albert Einstein. Yeah, because at the end of the episode, they talk about how he invented the atomic bomb. Yep. So I guess he and he and old Albert, or oh, is he supposed to be Albert Einstein? Because he's like, my name is confidential. I was thinking that I was I had that in my head. Uh, but then but we're introduced. Then he would have also had a German accent. That's true. Then we're introduced to uh, Blossom's actual boyfriend, who is Farnsworth, yep. and he's played by the actor who played uh, Greg Brady on the Blo- in the Blossom Buddies movie. And I believe we talked about this guy before. Blossom Buddies movie. Sorry, the, the Mary <laughs> Brady movie. <laughs> not the Blossom Buddies movie. There's not one of those yet. 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 This is the Blossom Buddies movie right here. You're watching it right now. Or listening to it. The, the playlist of YouTube videos that eventually will be like 100 hours long. That's the Blossom Buddies movie. Yeah. Oh, this cat. Okay, you stay right there. Oh, my God. I Googled Brady Buddies movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Now we have to do the Brady Bunch and call it Brady Buddies. <sighs> Great. Oh. Fuck off, Google. How? Uh, uh, wonder how many seasons of Brady Bunch there were. Too I, many for I, us to do on the podcast. No, I feel like the Brady Bunch was actually uh, uh, didn't have a whole bunch. Still, probably too much. Yes. So this actor's name is. Um, let me find it here. Uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes. And like I said, I believe we... Hasn't he been on this show before? Maybe. Click on him. How many episodes of Blossom has he been in? Click that shit. I'm not clicking anything today. I am starting to be drunk off the beer and a half that I've had. Well, I mean, he drank that 6.8% beer. Yeah, the first one was strong. And this one's just big. It's a big tall boy. It's a tall boy. Tell a joke or something while I figure this out. Oh, my... My wife's parents' neighbor punched me in the face the other day. Yeah, we covered that on the last podcast. No, oh, we did not because this oh. happened on Tuesday. Tell your story. So I'm sitting here at this very desk uh, working on my phone. My phone bricked, so I was trying to get my phone to work again by plugging it into my computer. And I look outside and I see our crazy neighbors on the sidewalk. And then at the same time, our dogs get out of the backyard. And I see them slap, uh, like an open hand slap, in the face to the boxer and I'm having none of that. Um, so I run down 
and I start yelling at him. And he's out there. Yeah, I should say he's with his daughter and granddaughter. So like there, there's a three-year-old and there's like uh, a bunch of dogs running towards you. Sure. Uh, it can be scary. Um, however, these dogs are not scary dogs, except that boxers are kind of intimidating looking. Um, but they're very friendly. Uh, so I get the initial response to like keep the dogs away. But still, I'm going to do something about this. So I run outside. And he's now got his grandkids scooter and is hitting my dog in the head with it, with the scooter. So I say, don't touch my fucking dog. And he's like, you want me to hit you instead? And I say, no, don't touch my fucking dog. And he goes to swing at the dog again. And I like put my arm out and got in between him and the dog. And that's when he punched me in the nose. And the cops call that a mutual fight. No charges pressed. And they're like, this isn't the States. You can't just press charges whenever you want. It's almost like the police are completely useless and ineffective. Uh, I know I said this uh, last week or the week before, but fuck the police. Fuck the police. And Um, fuck Spotify for censoring fuck the police. Yeah, I'm canceling my Spotify. I haven't done it yet because Spotify is the most ubiquitous streaming service. It's very good. I got my new soundbar delivered and like it has Spotify integration. I'm like, that's cool. Like it also has has Google Cast, so I can still cast everything to it. But like Spotify has like some extra integration, but... I'll only understand once I get the soundbar set up. Nice. So I did, I did figure it out. Uh, So he plays Farnsworth. He played Steve, a character on Blossom. And he ends up playing another character named Terry. So it's, he's going to be one of those characters who actually plays multiple characters of the same show. Nice. Nice. Like I get it when you have a show like quantum leap, where they literally meet a ton of new people every week, you're going to get characters, multiple characters by the same actor. But Blossom, like, you could try a little harder. The pool's yeah. not that shallow. This this episode barely had any any guest stars. It had one. We, well, we're like 60% of the way through the episode and nothing has happened except for Blossom been, plays Ruby and punches a bunch of people in the face. She's not a very good singer. She's playing not this great, singer. but I mean, she's fine. She's fine. My wife actually said that. She walked through the room while we were, I was watching it. And she's like, wow, is that Blossom singing? And I was like, yeah. She's like, she's not a very good singer. No, I think Joey's a better <laughs> singer. Remember when they did that? Um, it's not a duet when there's three people singing. Is it called a triplet? It's a three-et. Three-et. Right. Okay. <laughs> Triet. Um, but yeah, it was Blossom and Six and Joey. I forget what they were singing, but it was some like doo-wop or Motown song for uh, Blossom was doing a video project, I think. And like Joey pulled it up or maybe it was a beach boys. Maybe I don't know. There was a three part harmony. It's funny because Joey I think Kilburn. about that scene all the time. And right now I, it, the song they were singing escapes me. It's okay. Go back and listen to, uh, I forget which episode, but somewhere between one and 51 yep. of blossom buddies. And you'll hear us talk about that. It's true. So early on. And it's not helps. episode one and it's not episode 51. So really anywhere from episode two to 50. Well, it's, it's early on too. So I don't think it's, I think season one or season two. Yeah, so that's none yeah, of the season three. season three episodes. So if you just listen to from episode two to episode like twenty five, you should find it somewhere in there. Or just like, you know what, listen to all our episodes. Just listen to all the episodes. Just listen to it again. Just go yeah, back, listen to episode to one, thing. listen to episode two, listen to episode three, listen to episode four, and so on and so forth. I feel like I could do a weekly podcast about my grand, my in laws' crazy neighbor because he since that incident he started putting up a fence. In our in the front yard, he like ran a piece of twine down the yard to draw the property line, and now he's building a fence in the front yard. Who there's no front front fences on the street, but he's now building a, a fence in the front yard. He ugh, the other night at dinner, I guess this would have been Wednesday night. 
I was, uh, I took, took dinner on the back. Well, we heard, we were eating inside. And so this guy has like a pellet gun and he has a garden and he shoots a pellet gun at like rabbits and things that come near his, his garden. And, uh, that's not cool. And it's also Just for illegal. that. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's illegal. Apparently there's a $25,000 fine for that. So I'm hoping to catch him on video doing that. But also on the other side of his backyard is like, uh, like a, a nature path. Like there's pedestrians in there the whole time. So not only is he shooting at animals, but he is uh, inadvertently shooting at people with his pellet gun. So I can't wait to catch him on that. So we're eating dinner inside and we hear like, we hear noise. I'm like, what's that? And I look outside and I don't see anything. But then we hear it again. We're like, shit, that's like David and his uh, pellet gun. So then I go outside and I'm watching, like, I don't really see him. I see like his foot because he's down like under the deck behind some shit. Um, No more pellet gun fires. But then I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to sit out here and have my dinner and like just see if this happens again so I can catch him in the act. And eventually he comes up onto his deck and leans on the railing of his deck and just looks at me. He stares at me menacingly for like 15 minutes. Uh. I got 30 seconds of him on, on video doing it because I was like, this is weird. I tried to talk to him about it. I was like, you're just going to stare at me while I eat? Didn't say anything, just kept staring. So how... How do you live next to every single next door neighbor on the subreddit public freakout slash? <laughs> like this guy sounds like like I've it's I can like picture his the way that he's acting in my head. I can picture the his behavior because I've seen there's this one video on uh, public freakout where this this next door neighbor is like trying to climb over the fence to like cut these bushes on this other guy's lawn that aren't even really hanging over. Yeah. And the guy's just filming him and being like, what are you doing? Like, we've talked to you before. You can't cut shit on my side. He's like, I'll cut you. I'll cut everybody. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, man. now I have you on tape, like insulting and uh, making accusations, you know. Um, well, that's I'm the thing kidding. too. Like after a while, like we know, like, cause Pam joined me on the patio. Like this guy also pulled his phone out and it's a flip phone. So <laughs> I don't know if he was just pretending to tape us. Like he was pointing it towards us, like he was he was filming us while we like had our dessert and our wine on the. You patio. see that a, a lot of Karens in parking lots will pull up their phone and be like, "Ah, I can record you too. I can record you too." And can just, you? <laughs> for how long? And phone, at what quality? <laughs> All right, Karen, get out of my face, you old bitch. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. Like flip phones probably can record video, I guess. Yeah, but it looks like it was filmed on a potato. Although theoretically, like you could have a really good flip phone and it's just like a small flip phone with a shitty screen, but it might have an amazing camera in it. That's true. Those are new razors that are flip phones. Uh, My phone is being a dick lately. And I'm like, well, Google has finally agreed to let me exchange it. Like it's under warranty. And like they, they were like, oh, you got to go to your carrier. And the carrier was like, we can't fix a fucking Google phone. Send it to Google. And Google is like, okay, take it into you break. I fix. They'll do a free repair. And they were like, I don't know what's wrong with this thing. We can't fix it. So Google finally uh, agreed to replace my, uh, my pixel 4xl that's weird that they're bad about replacing it because google's i know it's really soured me to google samsung phones. My next is phone's just, not going to be a, a google phone samsung has just replaced phones for me without even like the person at the store looking at it they're just like oh it's not working put it over there i'll get you a new one yeah so they'll fix it later either they fix it or they don't like i don't understand why why google's been such a dick about it like let me just send you the phone if it's a perfect phone if i'm lying about it being broken and you send me a good phone like then you still have a good phone that i sent you yeah you refurbish it and send it back to us to fucking tell us or whatever yeah exactly i don't get it but in this uh, in my desire to maybe not have a google phone anymore i have been looking at the the new motorola razor which looks fucking dope cool but uh i don't haven't really read any reviews on it yet it's, let's bring course, this episode let's bring this episode home
Okay. Nobody let's wants do it. to hear about your cell phone. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Now you're looking at me menacingly. No, I'm not. Anyone on the video will see that I'm not. Well, the video looked weird for a second because you kind of froze I up. Froze, so yeah. You were. Um, um, sorry. Where, people want to hear about your people want to hear about your cell phone. I didn't mean to insult you. No, the cell phone's we're far less interesting awesome than buddies. our crazy neighbor. I will have more stories about the crazy. Actually, where I was going to about the crazy neighbor before I got sidelined by my phone is that he also like yesterday while I was at work, he like banged his ladder like against the side of his house. And so like my mother-in-law on the second floor heard this and like looked out the the second floor uh, bathroom window and then saw him that after he placed this ladder there, he was staring in our like dining room window. I don't know how long for, but he was just doing the same thing, like staring like menacingly straight into the window, unwavering. So now he's like, I don't know if that counts as peeping Tom because it was the middle of the day and it was the dining room. But uh, it's still fucking weird. Like this guy sounds oh, yeah, like a real piece of shit. He is a real piece of shit. I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna, be, his... I'm gonna see him later and be like, "Hey, Jason says you're a piece of shit." I told him all about you. Should, you. yeah, you should give him. You should give everybody on the pod that's listening to the podcast right now uh, his address oh, and it's... his full <laughs> name. I can't. I don't know his, his last name. Uh, I can find Dingle, out. Dingle bitch. Dingle, dingle bitch. Uh, yeah, man, that's what I wouldn't do is is give out someone's address on a podcast, even if it is a podcast with only 11 listeners. That's true. So Ruby gets engaged to Farnsworth. She, he asks her to marry him right there, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, yeah, because uh, he joined the army. Uh, yep. So he's going to go overseas or whatever. So he's like, marry me and come with me. Six tries to bang him immediately. Oh, yeah. Well, Six or Ethel is like... Um, uh oh he is she's like oh yeah the, ruby's real lucky to have you and he's like i just like a, a dame who can sing so that's when we get the second musical number ethel runs to the stage and sings some patriotic like some army corps song yeah and that's this is a short musical number it's only like a minute but still too long so now we get the b plot which is one scene basically oh yeah guess what they didn't continue to talk about the car they were building last week so but- what but we had a flashback episode. This is a bottle episode that really there's no continuity okay, in the, fair the real, the present world. So we'll see next week. I bet you know they're they're. I bet they're using this episode to make us forget about that car C plot. They're like, ah, throw in the the war flashback. Uh, those employ- idiot viewers won't remember that car. It's a thing they employ in professional wrestling all the time, where they just change the storyline and assume you're going to forget what happened. Because here's a different thing. But uh, Joey and Tony sort of do like a spy a spy gag where. Joey asks for coffee and Tony pulls out like a pot with a, like an antenna, visible antenna coming out of it. And Joey looks in the thing and see, he's like, this isn't coffee. This is tea. And also this is a radio. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that was the B plot. Them interacting. Good thing I'm a rocket scientist. Exactly. So then uh, it turns out that Farnsworth bangs six and uh, Ruby catches them and punches him out. And that's, that's basically the end. Buzz and Ruby kiss each other. Pretty much. Um, except that Buzz paid Ethel to go after Farnsworth. As it but it still doesn't out. make Farnsworth any less of a, a dirtbag. That's true. Everybody's a dirtbag in the 40s, if I'm being honest. So what ends up happening, though, is they're standing ready to to, to both get uh, shipped out to World War Two, I believe. Yes. And um, <laughs> Yes, it was 1942. I mean, World War One and World War Two happened very close together. Yeah. Uh, but they get so they're going to get separated because Buzz decides to stay back, and Ruby's going to go off to war, kind of like what's happening in the modern day with 
Blossom wanting to go to Harvard and Finney being a monkey. <laughs> and uh, Reese monkey. Maybe that's what he was getting at. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, but yeah, then they have another... Then they uh, have another uh, little sing-song moment where they jam on a song together. Oh, yeah, before, well, it's before they, like, fall back in love because, like, so so Buzz was like, eh, check out what your buddy's doing behind the curtain over here, and she, whatever, punches both of them out. And then we cut to, like, an hour later, and Buzz is playing the piano, and they have this, like, yeah, this back and forth about, like, oh, I don't like happy songs. Oh, maybe you'd like it more if you were singing. And then she ends up singing. Oh, I wrote down, it's Ethel Merminsky. Yes. Great. Not Mermanstein. Not Mermanstein. Same joke. Yeah. So basically they end up together. Um, Blossom decides to go to Harvard. Yeah, what all. I do like at the end of this episode. Yes, was, this thing I did like as well. Oh, oh I also like that Joey called uh, Tony a Japanese spy. I wrote that down. <laughs> he's, he's a spy. A Japanese spy. <laughs> like, um, I'm not Japanese. I'm German, I promise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then we get the whole, um, the kind of thing you would see at the end of like movies in the 70s where like, like Tony in went the, on to the eighties, uh, yeah, in the eighties, seventies and eighties. Uh, but it was like, and again, I, I didn't write down Nick's character's name. Um, he was, was a commander. Like, he was a British commander. Yeah, and it was and like he went Force. on to be a fab- fabulously rich woman. So I guess, like, the whole joke about him was that he was—I guess he was gay—is the kind of like he was kind of playing, I guess, a gay character. Yeah, and went on to become a woman. Like, I don't real problematic joke that was also even if you ignore the problems with the joke it was not funny like i'm just like oh i guess he was supposed to be an effeminate character turned into a woman i guess like they didn't sell it and i don't know if that's because they're like "Uh, we can't be too offensive so dial it back or if it was just poorly done i don't know terrible so oh right so buzz went on to be a jazz musician and he broke up with ruby because ruby caught him in bed with the mia mori sisters the mia mori sisters in 1982 um fucking tony goes on to work for ross perot yeah so that's like a third ross perot joke this season (laughs) he yeah he gets he gets ousted from the military and ends up on ross perot so what what he worked for politics it was like he went to the into the nixon uh administration and now works for ross perot yeah i I don't know if they're comparing nixon to ross perot because that is an unfair comparison uh, Ross Perot was just kind of a, a goof. He was not a, a Trump-level criminal. No, he just had big ears and was kind of a goober. Yeah. Um, they didn't talk about six or oh, Fern's no, they worth. did. They said Ethel uh, Ethel is still entertaining the troops, right. although she left the entertainment industry in 1948. She's a hoe. That's what I wrote down. Uh, Farnsworth went on to be successful. They did it so quick. I wasn't able to write all. I didn't write any of it down. I thought I I thought I'd be able to remember it all. But the only one I really remembered was Tony. Uh, Ruby goes on to leave the military, move to British Columbia and teach kickboxing. Oh, is that it? That makes sense. With all the punching. Doesn't end up with Buzz because Buzz is a piece of shit. Now, here's a very interesting um, thing to think about, because like in earlier episodes, because this is the first time we get a timeline of Buzz being with uh, Blossom's grandmother. Uh, and they were together from 1942 to 1982, apparently. But didn't Buzz, hasn't Buzz talked about all sorts of broads that he's banged throughout the 50s and 60s? Yep. So he was just cheating the whole time. Absolutely. He's a piece of shit. And yep. he should be 
blown up blown up to smithereens in front of some young privates i'm gonna change my fresh off the boat in normandy they're just trying to make money for their families back (laughs) home and he just gets his decapitated and his blood and his guts just splatter all over the faces speaking of i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you right there witness like i'm not gonna get blown up and blood just splatters like too much blood can i change my buzz kill yeah. And say, speaking of young privates, I'm going to kill Buzz by giving him a horrific syphilis. <laughs> like this, uh, like in the office when he shows when Andy shows the penis with syphilis on it, everybody pee like, <laughs> yeah, that's horrific that's, syphilis. That's my new Buzz kill for this. Horrifilis, horrifilis, horrumphilis, and that's the episode. Oh, and then six or blossoms like, oh, guys, so you made it after all, like totally ignoring the fact that like Buzz is a dirty cheater. Yeah. Um, but he's like, oh, so you guys made it work, even though she went to war. Like, so maybe Vinny and I will be fine. He might cheat on me for 40 years afterwards, but I can go to Harvard. And the interesting to note here that there was the ending credits were just shots from the episode. And also it was like a Some like a military. big band version yeah, of march, sit- sitcom music, like not even of the Blossom theme, but... Yeah, it was some marching band song. I like big okay. band music, and it's really interesting that we watched this episode when I just started playing Fallout 76 again last night. These little kismet things happen in my life. Like, for instance, I watched that Eric Andre special, and I'm afterwards, I'm like, man, washing the dishes. And, you know, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, a lot of times you have actors who would go on to do great things show up in really small bit parts early yeah. on and i'm washing the dishes and i'm watching an episode on my cell phone and i'm like man i wonder if eric andre ever did a bit part on this and i swear to god in that episode he played a delivery boy nice. it was fucked up it was nice. fucking blew my mind my Bialik, uh was in an episode of macgyver she was also in several episodes of curb your enthusiasm as oh, funkhauser's nice. lesbian daughter very nice. I'll have to watch more. I think once I get past the first season of Curb, I'm probably going to enjoy it more. I think I feel like the first season is a big hump to get over. It is, but it's, it does. The season two is exactly the same. Okay, but it, it gets. Tell me, it gets funnier after those two seasons. I find I find it funny from the get go. Okay. I know I was supposed to read that uh, bar mit- bat mitzvah thing in uh, bar mitzvah weekly about my Bialik, but I didn't. Bar and about bat it. mitzvah weekly. Forgot about it till right now. It's bar okay. slash bat mitzvah weekly. Yeah. Forgot about it. Weekly? Who cares? How can you have a bar bat mitzvah magazine every week? I don't Monthly. know. I'm a, who knows? Uh, okay. Well, this has been Blossom Buddies. Well, we didn't do any of the any of the segments. God, in my opinionation, this episode sucked. In my opinionation, this episode sucked. It had very little content. I'm surprised we got a podcast out of it. Uh, yeah. This might be the first time that I actually got done the episode and was like, how are we supposed to talk about this for a half hour? Yeah, no, I thought that as well. I was like, I, what are my notes going to look like? And they're, I got some notes, but they're not really impressive. I didn't write down really plot points except for at the beginning because uh, there's hardly any plot points. The hats were all like 50, 40s era, like hats, like yep. you can imagine. Blossom um, or Ruby's hair is something else. I guess that was the style of 1942. But just it's like, like big so big. or something. Yeah, yeah like it's huge. like the big version of the curled in hat hair. Yeah, like thing. the, um, the, who I'm thinking of like a Disney character that has this, like the oh, mother and Cinderella maybe. Or yeah, something. the the Wicked Sisters and also uh, what's the mouse's name from Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? Chip, Chipette? No, that's not right. 
I don't. Brittany. Uh, she's hot. I'm thinking of Brittany from Alvin and the Chipmunks and the Chipettes. Clearly, Alvin, Simon, Theodore. This has been Blossom Buddies. Alvin. You can find us on all social media. Just Google Blossom Buddies and give us another Alvin. Alvin. Take us, take us out, keyboard cat. Oh, he's gone. Fuck! <laughs> You're ruining all my bits. I'm having sushi for dinner. What are you having for dinner? You I think we're having Thai food. I gotta, I gotta go put my order in because we're having some takeout. Yeah, we're doing takeout as well. I had chicken, chicken nuggets before. Maybe, and... maybe we'll do sushi. Maybe because I don't think we fully decided what we're gonna have. So maybe I'll suggest sushi, and then it'll be like we're having dinner together. It's true. I want some cock sucking tempura. Okay, I'll order that. Get, say it. Say it to call them up on the phone and say, "I want some cock sucking tempura." I want some cock sucking tempura. And then say it's your next door neighbor. It's your next door neighbor. <laughs> I want some cock sucking tempura. <laughs> I could order them tempura. You should. You should order them fifty pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I feel like they're racist, so they'd be like, "Oh, what is this Japanese food?" I was about to say a slur, but you can imagine the slur that a racist neighbor might say. It's true.